Hi, I'm Jorge Luis, and this time I have a very special guest that is going to tell us what a vision experience looks like when you come here down to Ecuador in Equals H. Let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Hi, my name is Jorge Luis Rodriguez, and I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador. Thank you guys for being with us one more time in our Hopecast. We are delighted to have a special guest this time, um, and I will let him introduce himself. Hi. Hi, Jorge Luis. Thank you. I'm Daniel Cincy. I'm the rector of Christ Episcopal Church in Elizabeth City, North Carolina, and we're a longtime partner of the Vivancos and of uh, Equals H. Thank you so much for being with us, Daniel. Um, Daniel was uh, for with us for a week for a vision, what we call a vision experience, a vision team it will be, but this time you were by yourself and one other friend of ours, Edla. Yes. Uh, so it was a very short team, um, but the pur purpose for you to be here was to get to know the country, get to know the mission of Equal Sage. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a wonderful week and a great experience to come down to Ecuador and experience some of the culture and hear mm -hmm. about the many ministries that y'all are involved with. Uh, it really is a blessing to be here. It is our blessing and our gift to have people like you that is not just interested, but also wants to be committed to what we are doing. Um, and one of the purpose for this Hopecast is so that we can get to tell the audience and our friends and partners in ministry what this kind of experiences look like. So we're going to go ahead and, and hear a little bit of your perspective while you were here with us for a week. So let me know first, what was um, what actually brought you here? What made you make that, that decision <laughs> of coming, and especially right now during a pandemic, what made right. you decide to come here by yourself and see things on your own? Uh, I guess th the main reason is that um, Christ Church has been uh, partnering with the Vivancos and with the ministry down here for mm -hmm. over 20 years. Yeah. Uh, I came to Christ Church about a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. uh, right before the pandemic started. And so I've just kind of wanted to see for myself what the ministry was all about, what we were supporting, what we'd been praying for, who we'd been praying for, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> who, you know, the, I hear so many stories from our members, our church members who have come on short-term missions about how wonderful Ecuador is and what powerful yeah. work for the gospel is being done here. Uh, and I wanted to come and, and see it, see it for myself. And uh, so that's what I've done. Um, I also wanted to sort of be an encouragement to the Vivancos and mm -hmm. to you as well, to Thank all the so folks much. down here. Yeah. Uh, just to say you're not alone. It's been a hard year and a half, but mm -hmm. we're praying for you. We're your brothers and sisters in Christ, and we want to be here to uh, to support you in the work that you're doing. Thank you so much. That's great. Yeah. As you were saying, um, one of the, and we have already said this a lot of times here in our Hopecast, but the mo one of the most important things in ministry is relationship. The fact mm -hmm. that we can not just do things for others, but be with them, grow with them, um, letting them know, as you said, that they are uh, supported, that they're not alone. Within all that you've seen, the relationship-wise, mm -hmm. um, can you tell me some highlights of people that you've known, of places that you've seen, what something that is like highlighted for you during this experience? Certainly. Uh, I think probably one of the most 
powerful um, experiences during this um, during this time here has been just to go to the actual ministry sites mm-hmm. and to meet the leaders who uh, through through this terrible pandemic have not stopped what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, they are continuing they've had to reimagine how they do ministry, how they do outreach, how they do education uh, but they have continued through all of this and they're reaching um, they're reaching families, they're reaching children, they're reaching young adults. In, in, in life-changing ways, um, and it's it, to me, that's been one of the most powerful experiences so far, but also just to get to know you, to get to know the <laughs> Vivancos, and yeah. um, to hear how God is at work in your lives, and, and what He's doing through you to, um, to make a big difference here in Ecuador. Which is really cool. Sometimes when we are in our own places, jobs, schools, and churches, we're not able to experience that variety of what God can do somewhere else right? right according to that can you tell me something when i know that when you are getting ready for for any kind of of trip out of your of your uh, of your country mm-hmm. any kind of journey um you think about a couple of things you have some experience some expectations right mm-hmm. with this experience specifically in this one what were your expectations and how were how was the reality like uh, did those expectations were were met or were they changed how was that for you that's a great question too <laughs> <laughs> um i guess i didn't my, my expectations were were sort of formed by what i had heard by the members of my church who have who have been here before um like i said they've been doing short term missions for almost 20 years to ecuador Uh, so I, I had high expectations, <laughs> <laughs> good, good. high expectations good. that this was a, a, a really strong ministry that, um, you guys were, were really doing a lot of work in the community here mm-hmm. and you have exceeded those high expectations. <laughs> uh, so it. that's been a, a wonderful blessing. I had no idea the breadth of ministry. Uh, mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's been really surprising to me, just that, that it's not that, that education equals hope doesn't just, doesn't just affect children in school, but it, it affects their families and young people who are studying. And I mean, it's really a, a, a ministry that reaches far beyond, um, the scope of what I ever imagined it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's been a, that's been a real blessing. So I, I think that you guys have exceeded my expectations. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, good, good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, something else that we've talked about a lot in our Hopecast is about why do we do what we actually do, right? Like, why mm. are we actually here serving others and all those incredible and divine things that we find mm. when we do ministry? But I would like to hear from your perspective as a pastor. Why do you think as a pastor it is important to encourage your community and your mm. church to be involved with missions? I think that's a um, that's a good way of putting it. I, I think the reason we need to be involved with missions is because the, the church of Jesus Christ is more than our local parish. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> that our, sometimes churches can fall into the, uh, I don't know, the, the mindset that it's all about them, it's all about what they're doing in their local context within the four walls of that building. Uh, and the church is so much more. <laughs> the church is the world, yes, right? Absolutely. The church is the world, and the body of Christ mm-hmm. is people from every language, nation, tribe, and people, you know, that that's, yeah. uh, that's what we're called to be as the body of Christ. And, and I think when we do missions, it shows us that diversity of the body, 
Um, it shows us that God wants us to be in relationship. That, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about, I don't want to get too theological on you, but if you think about yeah. the, the Trinity, that, that's yeah. a relationship, right? You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And God models that in Himself. Uh, yes, absolutely. And so we're called to, to be in relationship with one another as we're in relationship with God, as we're in relationship with the larger church. Um, and so I think that's one of the main reasons mission's important. Uh, I talked with Cameron during one of our drives to a side about uh, how important it is <laughs> that that mission is not just about giving, but it's also about receiving. Um, of course. And I think when we participate in mission, uh, both financially, uh, through our prayers, and through our presence, um, we also receive a lot. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I think I receive a lot more than I give <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> through, through mission. And so that's... Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the main ways that we uh, I think are just continually blessed through a partnership like this. That's wonderful. And something something else that we've talked about is um, how in this kind of experiences, when teams come down, um, we are getting ready ourselves to go serve and to share with people, but we're never expecting what we're actually receiving. Definitely, right? Definitely. In that in that sense. What are the ways that God has been talking to you personally, mm-hmm. you know, intimately mm-hmm. um, during these experiences? While you go to the ministry sites, sites when, while you talk to us, uh, the missionaries that are on the ground, mm-hmm. while you see what they are doing, where you see uh, kids, because we've, we've had the chance to, to visit some of the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, what has God been talking to you personally? I think personally he has revealed to me uh, just the the strong power of the Holy Spirit in difficult circumstances. You know, we're all in we're all in this together with COVID, you know, we've all been up through through lockdowns and restrictions and all that kind of stuff. And I I wasn't sure what to expect as far as who I would meet and, and what you know, I didn't know well, yeah, will things really absolutely. be going on when I get there? Yeah, yeah, is what's... it just sort of on pause? <laughs> um, and and when I arrived and, you know, went and saw some of the churches that have computer labs set up for the kids yes. that um, don't have access to the internet at home, so that they can do their their schoolwork. When I I saw the 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 kitchens in some of the churches in the sites yes. that aren't serving people there, but are preparing food bags and sending those home with families, so that they they have food during a time when they you know some of the folks in the household haven't been able to work. Um, it really has just been amazing to see to see all of that and God I think God has opened my spirit to see mm-hmm. the the resilience of the church wow. um you yeah know, and that's really what what's happening here the church is being resilient it's uh it's fulfilling that great commission to go and make disciples and I've talked a lot about physical needs with the internet and food and that sort of thing but the spiritual um the spiritual growth that's taking place here is is also phenomenal uh yesterday we went up to um a small village. You're going to have to remind me of the name of Wetsaki. it. There we go. Yeah. Up, up in the mountains. Up in the mountains. Yes. And uh, the pastor, Pastor Luis, was telling us about just how much the church has grown mm-hmm. during this time, that they've had families join the church <laughs> and come in, and we went to this beautiful baptismal site down by the yeah. river and, yeah. you know, where they've just been baptizing new members into the body of Christ uh, during this time when you'd think the church is dying. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, it's it's the the spiritual blessings are about yeah. uh, are are bountiful. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. One uh, one of the purposes that we 
uh, do this kind of experiences, vision kind of mm-hmm. experiences, and we put up like usually what we would do is put up some leaders together from different churches and make them form a team and bring them down so that they can see. One of the the purposes behind that is so that every church leader or church member can get to see what we're doing here, but what it would look like mm-hmm. when they bring teams down or if they want to bring teams down. From that perspective, um, I think it's super cool what you guys that come in a vision and experience, mm-hmm. what you experience and what you can truly feel and take with you mm-hmm. that you want to share with your communities. What is one of those things that from your perspective coming down this time, you're taking away with you, but you want to replicate and share with others in your community? I want to be able to share... Um just the passion, <laughs> yeah. the passion for ministry, the, the, the passion for outreach, the passion for um, meeting the needs of people, whatever they might be. Uh, and I, I think that's something that we need in all of our churches, whether we're in Ecuador or in uh, Elizabeth City, North Carolina, or wherever we are, uh, we need that renewed excitement and that renewed passion in Christ and that desire to be the hands and feet of our Lord in the yeah. world. Um, so, you know, that, that's what I'm hoping to bring back. <laughs> that's, that's great. <laughs> and and I, I know our church is, is eager to hear about um, my experience here. Absolutely. In fact, I've got several texts and messages yeah. from church members just saying they're praying for me and they're excited to hear about, um, you know, what's going on here, even in the midst of the pandemic and everything. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to to get them excited. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's they already are, good. but they'll hopefully be <laughs> even more excited. Definitely. Yeah, hearing and, your stories, mm-hmm, of course, they will definitely. be way more excited. Um, something else that I was thinking throughout this this week is that um, usually church leaders, pastors, and priests, mm-hmm. um, they have lots of things to do for their communities all the time, that sometimes um, these kind of experiences and these kind of opportunities are left out, right. you know, to go and do things for yourself. Mm-hmm. How has that that been for you to leave the, the normal pastoral right. job and, and come in and doing something like this? Well, I've always been of the uh, belief that the pastor is supposed to set an example for Absolutely. the congregation. And uh, I think if I tell them to go on mission, but I'm not willing to go myself, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> that's not really <laughs> the best way to do it. Uh, yeah. So I've my whole life, and I've shared with you on this trip that, yeah. you know, since I was about 13, I've been going on short-term missions, and uh, I, it's it's a part of who I am. It's a part of mm-hmm. my faith journey. I feel like it's a way that God feeds my soul, uh, and I want my church to to have that experience. I want them to, to see the value in partnering with people across the globe uh, who are doing the same work um, because that we are, we're doing, we're doing God's work together. And it, it, it shows us that the mission field is, is in our backyard, but it's on the other side of the equator. You know? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's all over the place. And, and I think it, you know, I always go back to that scripture where where Jesus tells his disciples that they'll be his witnesses in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, or Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth, that, you know, it's, yeah. it's home, it's right here in this area, uh, it's in the next county over, it's in the next state over, and it's at the end of the world, you know, yes, that, that we're absolutely. called to be missionaries, we're called to be disciples everywhere, and we're called to be discipled too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's the important thing about 
being a disciple is that you're still you're still being discipled. Yes, you know? yes, yes. <laughs> we're we're following stops. right. It right. never stops. We're following Christ, and we're he's he's changing our lives, and he's um, showing us new things and and new callings in our lives every mm-hmm. day. And and to me, being a partner with an organization like Equals H is a big part of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's great, and I think that's that's encouraging itself. Mm-hmm. But if there's any way that you could encourage other leaders to be part of this kind of vision teams, of vision experiences. Mm-hmm. How would you do that? All what you've said, I have to say, has been very encouraging. Well, good. <laughs> but, but if there's any a specific way that you Certainly. would do that, how would you encourage a priest, a pastor, or mm-hmm. a church leader to be part of something like this? I would just say there's there's no perfect time, so just go. Yes. <laughs> there's no right. perfect time. Right. Just pick a date and go. Um, yeah. You know, I, we, we had been going back and forth because of the pandemic, and yes. I was like, well, you know, I had originally planned to come to bring a team here this summer, and, you know, who would have thought the pandemic would last this uh, long? Yeah. And finally I said, you know, God is calling me to go. I just need to, to answer that call and go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have, and I encourage other pastors, do the same thing. Your, your church will... It'll be good for your church for you to take a week and go and ex- and, and experience, um, you know, a vision a vision team or a mission. So it and and they their ability to pray for you, to lift you up, to hold you up in prayer while you're gone. Um, that that's part of your ministry too. It's not like you're leaving them to do ministry somewhere else. You're continuing the same ministry, uh, and it's just a different aspect of that ministry. It's broadening your ministry. So if you're thinking about it, if you feel the Holy Spirit giving you that little nudge, go for it. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. That, that is super powerful. And, and, and I thank you again, Daniel, for being with us here in our Hopecast, but also for being encouraged enough to, to come down and visit us and encourage mm-hmm. us. Thank you so much for your presence in your life here. Thank you for being with us. Thank you. Y'all have been amazing and so hospitable. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to coming down again. That's great. We are looking forward for that too. And for our dear listeners, thank you so much for uh, listening to this Hopecast once again. Uh, please contact us in our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org for if you want more information or if you want to uh, join us in, in the mission that we're doing right here. And, and if you want to join to one of these experiences of a vision team and try to see things, not just from your ears and your imagination while we talk to you in our Hopecast, but also coming to see and grasp what we're doing down here. Thanks for being with us and for being part of the mission. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage www.educationequalshope.org or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.